This is a KUNV Studios original program. You're listening to special programming brought to you by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. It's Dr. G on It's Where I Am, airing every Saturday at 7.30 a.m. on KUNV 91.5 FM. I'm Dr. David Jenis, Clinical and Public Relations Director for Great Minds Counseling and Wellness Center. And it's a pleasure for me to be guest hosting on behalf of Zandra Pollard. So I think we have a great show today, and and part of my goal in hosting this show is really bringing to its listeners uh, resources and interventions that potentially can enhance the life of an individual or a family. And so today's guest, I'm I'm really excited to to talk about um, uh, what this person does and uh, what she oversees and how she's impacting the lives of so many people up in northern Nevada. So it's my friend and colleague Shana. Houston, who is a registered nurse, and she currently is the assistant clinical director and director of compliance and risk management. So um, she received some pretty um, high recognitions um, within the past year that I think is noteworthy to share with all of you. Um, so Miss Houston uh, received pr- outstanding preceptor of the year from the University of Nevada, Reno, Orvis School of, Na- of Nursing. Um, outstanding. That, that's exceptional. Um, but, but I'm not done yet. Uh, she also received the People's Choice Award for Chief Nursing Officer of the Year for the state of Nevada from the Nevada Nurses Association and she received this award by U.S. Senator Catherine Cortez Maestro. Incredible. Um, hi, Shauna. How you doing today? Hi. That was a beautiful introduction. Well, I need you for daily pep <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you know, well-deserved. And I know how much work went in to uh, be recognized for those two very special recognitions. So congratulations again. Um, you deserve it. You work hard and you're a good person. And the effort and, and the um, heart that I have seen you firsthand, uh, just, just it emanates from you and it's catchy and you inspire others to want to do good work and, and help, help people. So, um, okay. Uh, the whole reason why I asked you to be on it's where I am is because of your current role though, as assistant clinical director at radiance ketamine clinic, you know, Shauna, Ketamine is a drug uh, that 
I'm really not too familiar with. And I was so um, pleased to hear from you, though, that it's been FDA approved and that there's been a lot of research happening around the utilization of this drug in helping individuals that uh, have some challenges or suffer with specific symptoms uh, related to mental health. So I'm, I'm eager to hear um, uh, more about Radiance Ketamine Clinic and all that you do up north and how you're helping so many community members up north. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, well, ketamine in and of itself has been around for actually a very long time. Um, it's pretty commonly used throughout the Vietnam War, the Korean War, um, as an analgesic. It's been used in surgical procedures for quite some time, but only pretty recently is within it was 2020 was the first initial clinical studies when they were, it was Yale University that started looking at and studying ketamine, and they essentially discovered that there was some antidepressive effects. Um, and going from that point forward, it's been pretty, pretty amazing in such a short time, the synergy of what's been happening for treatment-resistant depression, um, depressive symptoms with suicidal ideation. Um, it also treats certain regional pain syndromes as well. Um, and, you know, the the difference, one of its unique properties of it is that there's an element of dissociation that can occur during your treatment. And what that really does for people, um, you know, oftentimes when we suffer from anxiety or depression or a traumatic space, we typically have a very intense somatic reaction, which means our body prevents us sometimes from being able to visit that space of harm. And so we don't give our anxiety a lot of credit um, when it's actually trying to be on our team. It's just like a hypervigilant helicopter parent for our peace. And when you're able to get into an experience where you have a disassociative state, um, essentially your body doesn't kick in and prevent you from revisiting things that you might need to have a rise in order to resolve them. But additionally, we're seeing amazing things with the neuroplasticity and the BDNF, the brain-derived uh, neurotropic factor that we know, and it's one of our magical brain chemistries um, that we know is increased when we have ketamine, as well as our glutamate is increased. And so we're seeing huge progress with people that feel like they're stuck in a rut, essentially, um, that mental pathway that we're treading over and over again. Um, again, it's why it probably also helps with OCD symptoms. Um, but it's been one of the most beautiful things I've seen and one of the first new developments in mental health treatment in quite some time. Um, so I'm really, really proud of what we're doing here because it's been amazing. So, Shauna, you, you have identified the efficacy for um, some sp very specific symptomology. So, you know, I, I, I've heard how it's being treated to help individuals that, you know, have been stuck in managing potentially depression, uh, post-traumatic stress symptoms, their anxiety. You mentioned OCD, as well as some uh, n nerve pain. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so, so for these 
can you help me understand, like, is it a pill that individuals take? Like, how, how is the ketamine, um, you know, ingested, I guess, by the individual? And, um, you know, can you explain to our listeners, um, you know, just the process? So what would they anticipate if they came into your clinic, which is Radiance Ketamine Clinic? What, what would be the first steps? Can you kind of walk through what a patient goes through? Absolutely. So initially, it's really important that your mental health care provider is on board with referring you for ketamine treatment and ensuring it's appropriate for you. And so very first thing we do is everyone that we see has a referral from a psychiatrist, a nurse practitioner, a PAC with P, um, whoever prescribes your medication typically, um, because one of the facets of what we're doing is for treatment-resistant depression, which is typically defined as you've tried medication and it hasn't worked well for you. So once we receive a referral, we reach out to you and that's when we go through and ensure that there's no contraindications for it to be the right thing for you. So can, 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 you, a, can you identify, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Shana, can you identify yeah. what would be some of those contraindications uh, just so that, you know, uh, potential um, users of, of this um, intervention could maybe potentially think about? Absolutely. Um, and it's not even necessarily that we know these things will be negative, but because of the genesis of this new treatment, there's just areas that haven't been studied appropriately that we can say definitively would be good or bad. So an example, um, anybody that has a history of psychosis or has significant issues with schizophrenia, um, the things that can have a Un- unpredictable results when you're on a hallucinogenic, such as a psychedelic, is ketamine. Um, those are some of the areas that are cause concern. And there are some studies that indicate that um, patients with bipolar disorder have um, been in an induced state of mania with ketamine use. So we also have clearance through your provider before we will see patients with bipolar disorder um, medically. There's a few uh, contraindications as well, uh, one of which being uncontrolled hypertension um, because at 40 minutes into your treatment, you can have a really minimal spike in blood pressure. Um, that is a typical you know, typical side effect of the ketamine. Empirically, I don't see it very often, but it can happen. So anybody with uncontrolled blood pressure is someone we shy away from. Um, history of aneurysms within the body for the same reason. Um, hypertension can can obviously be a difficult thing there for anything that can potentially have a hemorrhagic effect or bleeding effect. And, of course, if you're allergic to ketamine, um, and those are essentially the only major contraindications, um, there's a few medical conditions that we have clearance from a provider for, such as uh, interstitial cystitis, um, glaucoma, but those do not by any means negate your ability to have treatment. There's just some extra precautions taken if you have a history of any of those of those issues. Um, and additionally, like dementia is a concern because with neurocognitive impairments, it's unsure what the effect will be. So we prefer clearance by a neurologist before we'll see people um, that have those conditions. So I really like, though, what your clinic is doing, Shauna, in 
clearing the patients medically first to really set the individual up for highest success in utilizing this intervention to help decrease and manage an individual's mental health symptoms. Um, Shauna, you mentioned that, you know, the the typical candidate for um, this intervention is an individual who has been treatment-resistant utilizing other psychotropic medications. Um, is there another type of patient that could potentially benefit from coming into your clinic and exploring um, if this is a good intervention for them? Well, absolutely. And there's three different opportunities of what we do treatment-wise. So uh, for one, we do intravenous IV sessions, um, and those are typically uh, very effective. They respond more quickly if you're in an acute state of of depression, if you're having um, repetitive OCD ritual-like behaviors. Um, One of the most astounding, beautiful things that we have witnessed here is what this is doing for our veterans and our first responders. We have quite a few members of uh, law enforcement as well as military uh, that have had an, a tremendous benefits uh, related to their PTSD syndrome. Um, we've had uh, with with chronic regional pain, which is a very specified type of pain. Um, there's evidence that this the longer ketamine sessions have been beautiful in assisting those folks. And then currently there is research coming out of Yale University again in relation to ketamine therapy being FDA approved for Parkinson's symptoms. So really there's so many opportunities for what's happening because it is so new that are being discovered as we amalgamate the plan for who does who who will benefit from this. Um, and it's really been all, all walks of life have come through the door. Most people have never engaged in any kind of substances. They may have just been at their wit's end. Um, A lot of our patients have literally tried almost every antidepressant known to mankind. Yes. Um, And as we know with, you know, the STARDI studies, you know, once you first try an antidepressant, your chance to recovery is at 70%. And then it continues to go down to 30% to 14%, depending on how many medications you've tried. And so the beauty of what's happening here is, you know, now that we're getting enough evidence-based research behind what we're doing, we're seeing 33 to 70% improvement in these symptoms. That's incredible. Um, mm-hmm. And we've got the, the Spravato, which is the S-ketamine, which is kind of the, the new thing that really drew the attention to what ketamine is doing for people. Um, that's covered by all insurances. We accept all insurances here. Um, and that's been Absolutely amazing. And that's an intranasal form that's self-administered. So that that um, is so. huge, Shana, because, you know, what's, I mean, if I was to bring um, interventions to a community, um, it's not going to help anybody if the community can't access the intervention. So the fact is that you, all these medical insurances are credentialing to cover this intervention is allowing people to have access to care. And, and that's really, really awesome. Um, so, you know, I did write down a note earlier um, that ketamine is on the World Health Organization and it's being... 
um, viewed as one of the essential medicines and um, health. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's incredible. That's incredible. And and so one piece of um, information that I, I caught my attention, Shauna, when you were speaking, I wrote down a note that you are seeing significant um, improvement and efficacy in managing the mental health symptoms for PTSD in the military, law enforcement, and uh, in our first responders. And and so I, I'm hoping because, you know, this is really fascinating and interesting to me because I'm a provider um, of supporting individuals who experience trauma. How has um, the use of ketamine um, helped these individuals? Well, oftentimes, I mean, there's also, I have to say, uh, an incredible acknowledgement of the team we have in place here and the training that they have in intervention. Um, Because additionally to our sessions, we have ketamine-assisted therapists that are available, um, as well as, you know, some of our staff members, our ex-military. And so being ensuring the rapport is appropriate for a person enduring some of these experiences I might not have a familiarity with, um, he's really powerful in those sessions. But typically, as I was mentioning with the somatic response before, um, when you take away your body stopping you from the anxiety-inducing pain of what you're, what's been playing over and over again in your mind, you're, you're allowed to see it for what it is. And often the power of some of those events can be negated by not having that intense and anxious reaction to them. Yes. And you're, there's also an element of the altruistic sense because you experience something there's a spiritual element to a psychedelic um, and there's some mystery in the components of how these things work it's very multifaceted the theories behind how this therapy works we know it's safety parameters we know that it's a very incredibly safe drug as it's been around for a very long time but we don't know exactly why these people have these beautiful experiences that connect them to a higher self we know that the neuroplasticity changes. We know that you're creating a new neural pathway, um, and in doing so, that creates new territory. So, you know, when we've been in these states of depression, we're treading on the same trail over and over again, and it's just we're so tired and we want so badly to feel differently. Yes. But what the ketamine typically does is you get to go off trail with a machete. You are you are blazing the trail and creating a new one in, in being able to kind of push pause on something that you're just ruminating on. Um, that is really where the breakthroughs come. Um, and really getting people in touch with going beyond that secondary emotion, which often I've seen not always obviously, but the PTSD factor with our vets and our first responders, um, you know, can be anger because that's a lot more, um, empowering than feeling sad or yeah. scared yeah, or overwhelmed so, you know, absolutely yeah we will go with something that gives us more control right so we like to you know those those factors um you know it, we're able to relent from that space and go what's really behind this space and it's it's such a safe environment to be able to express that and i wanted to also emphasize in addition to the safety parameter we're monitoring you at all times. So we're, your vitals are being read throughout your entire visit. You're on camera. 
you have a comfort light. It's not an emergency light. It's a, hey, I need someone in here with me. Um, we'll typically stay with people, take them through breath work, you know, guide them through those really significant moments in their session space. So I think there's a lot of factors about what really contributes to the breakthrough. Um, and I, I've, I can't, it's been the most morally congruent I've ever felt in my career in mental health in what we're doing and what the results have been for people. Well, um, well, and I know you for, on a personal level and for you to make such a strong statement uh, speaks to me because, um, you know, the many conversations about the implementation of mental health services you and I have ga- engaged in often. And I know the passion and the heart that you have in wanting to help people. And, and so, um, you know, I have some more questions, though, Shauna. I'm trying in my head, and I'm sure this would be helpful, too, to our listeners. Um, so I believe you said there's three ways to um, receive this ketamine intervention. One is through IV. What What are the other two ways? I mean, what are our options? Well, I'd like to say there is other ways, but this is what we offer because there is um, options that people have been exploring at home. That is not what we do here, oh. but in our clinic, we have intravenous, which I mentioned. We have intramuscular, and we have spravato, which is S-ketamine, one, which is part of the ketamine. So there's ketamine itself is comprised of two isomers, and one alone is the spravato. And then the IM and the IV sessions that we have are the full molecule of ketamine. Um, so you can have shot. You can have an intranasal spray, which is essentially like if you've ever used a Flonase, you know, that would be a typical comparative state and then the intravenous um, and there is trochees there's other ways to receive ketamine um, but we haven't found that the doses are really appropriate and we do not um, in our practice have patients have any kind of dual ketamine treatment so what we offer are those three options um, and it's been beautifully effective for for those that we treat, um, oftentimes people might even start out initially with IV sessions because it, it, it does have a, I mean, there's some studies that, that support that long-term the results are the same with the S-ketamine, which is the intranasal versus the IV. But what we've seen to be, you know, it's, it's the efficacy is a little quicker if you want to, if you're in a really um, in, intense state. Um, and then people typically transition from the IV sessions to the uh, intranasal sessions of the Spravato. Um, and the results are very subjective. Um, some people will continue to come once a week indefinitely. Some people have breakthroughs right after their induction phase and end up coming once a month. Um, I have a few IV patients that come once every six months. And it's really, really subjective to what the maintenance of the treatment is. Um, there's a lot of variables there, but those are the primary way, ways that we we offer ketamine here at our clinic. Well, and I like how you started to um, kind of explain how um, you know th- that each person is treated from an individual perspective. You know, it's really based upon each individual's needs. 
Um, and, and so I think that's really important for our listeners to understand that is that, um, you know, it's not one stop shop so that every person that walks through your doors is receiving the exact same type of treatment, that it's very individualized and that you take that um, very seriously by, uh, you know, assessing first the individual's um, medical comorbidity and making sure that this is the safest and appropriate uh, least restrictive treatment for a community member. Um, so for me, you know, this is kind of like break breaking um, medical intervention services, I believe anyways, to treat some mental health disorders. Because, um, you know, Shauna, I got to be honest with you. When I first heard that, um, you know, you were working in a ketamine clinic and you used that word, I was like, uh, what? Isn't that like a street drug or something? Um, you know, can can you kind of demystify a little bit more for our listeners in terms of like any beliefs um, or myths that mm-hmm. we might be holding about ketamine and what it is? Well, absolutely. Because, you know, to be honest, I had them myself. You know, I was very unfamiliar with ketamine. My first thought was what, like the horse tranquilizer? Like, what is that about? You know, <laughs> or. Um, you know, oh, party drug, ketamine, party drug. Um, and I myself had never experienced <laughs> any ketamine in a social setting or anybody, even those that were into such things, um, exploring this drug. And so there's definitely a lot of stigma there. And then, of course, there can be things like bad press and the unfortunate loss of Matthew Perry, um, who, again, was not in a controlled clinical situation. And that was not related to his ketamine treatment. Um but there's definitely some things to demystify here. And what's critical to understand is everything related to ketamine is dose dependent. And that the goal, you know, you've heard people mention uh, the K-hole, you know, and this is when you have too much ketamine and you're in a state that you're so dissociated you can't move your body. You're still not unsafe, but that is never the goal in a professional clinical setting to to be. We want you to be able to retain the insights that you experience during your session, and we want you to stay awake because ultimately it is an analgesic. You know, it's used in surgical procedures, and, you know, it's important to understand that a lot of the myths surrounding the ketamine are really coming from a place of uncontrolled dosing. Um, and inconsistent pharmaceutical, you know, the, the grade of what you are putting into your body in any circumstances, so critical to what your experience will be. So to really comfort people in a few things to be known, you know, ketamine is extraordinarily safe in and of itself. Um, it is the same medication that I would use if we were suturing your four-year-old child. You know, the, the half-life of the medication for adults, which means how much time does it take to be 50% out of your system? It's two and a half hours for adults. It's one to two hours in children. So, you know, if you double that, it's out of your system for the most part at that point. So you can have these profound experiences and then be pretty close to baseline at the end of your session. And um, so- if you're in a parameter of casual use, they're typically combining this drug with other drugs, um, which obviously we don't do here. So, 
So, you know, I'm, I'm very interested, as I'm sure many of our listeners are as well, Shana, ab- about this intervention. And so if our listeners were interested in getting in contact with Radiance Ketamine Clinic to, uh, you know, uh, get more information, how can they get in contact with the clinic? Well, our, our website, Radiance Ketamine dot um, com is readingsketamineclinic.com that has quite a bit of information there and we're updating our website now to reflect some of our new members of our team and there's a lot of great information there you can call me at the clinic and that's 775-432-1006 um, and really every staff member is versed in what service we provide here so really, anyone you speak to can tell you more about it and if it's appropriate for you. Um, we have a beautiful team, you know, patient care specialists. We have um, our clinical social worker, Grayson, is a, a great resource. I mean, even if you wanted to speak to the medical director, Francisco Del Feliz, he will speak to you directly. I mean, it's a really open team. And whatever assurance you need to understand what you're coming into here, everyone here is very excited to prepare you for this next step in your journey of mental health. Well, Shauna, I just really wholeheartedly want to thank you for taking time out of your morning to um, be on It's Where I Am With Me and, and really talking about, I think, this, this breakthrough intervention and helping people manage uh, mental health symptoms. Uh, this is Dr. David Jenis, Clinical Director for Great Minds Counseling and Wellness Center, and I'm on It's Where I Am. Until next time, see you then.